Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. (laughs) (laughs) I always, everybody listening. Yeah. Jason presses the record button mm-hmm. and then I just hold my breath and I wait for because usually he's got a very strong idea about how he wants to come in hot. Yeah. And this particular moment, he just froze. <laughs> I didn't freeze. Oh, you I didn't had freeze. a lot of options. Uh-huh. And then I just decided to see how you were going to respond to and those then, options. And then we got and that's into what it. I went with. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hello. How we, are you? We love having you here. Oh, okay. Great. You're doing such a good job. I know. Um, Preamble this week for uh-huh. those of you. Uh, oh, really uh, quick thing. I didn't oh, even tell ooh, you about this, sure. but it's not a big deal. Okay. Last week's episode, Apple Podcast listeners had some trouble with, and it was because I realized after uploading, the audio file got like corrupted or something, and wow. there was like a weird echo through the whole thing. Ew. So I like quickly fixed it, re uploaded it, but Apple being Apple didn't refresh our podcast feed. So, like, if you went to download it or play it, it just said this episode isn't unavailable. And it said it all week. I emailed them twice, blah, blah, blah. Annoying. Many of you may not even have noticed. Maybe you listen in Spotify or you listen in Castro, like I do, uh, Overcast, whatever it is, whatever app you use or online. Uh, but for those of you who listen to Apple Podcasts, if you couldn't listen to last week's episode, do me a favor, do us a favor, go into your app and force download it again. There's like a little three dots and you click download again, then it will work. Because what happens is it it has like already downloaded the bad one, then it's deleted. I'm just letting everybody know. You I know, know. I, I zoned out a little bit. But I know I you do, did because you don't, you don't care. You don't listen to our show, but there are people who care. I do care. listen to our show. I yeah. listen to it in Spotify. But Kim, Michelle, Sarah. At, that's three out of 11 people. Uh, 19? Are we up to 19 Donovan, listeners? Donovan. Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is a person. He's a basketball player. <laughs> that's a double firster. Um, okay, so that's just my little housekeeping note for that. Great. Do you have any preamble tops you would like to bring to the show? I don't think so. No preamble tops. You want to get straight into wow. What has even been going on in our lives? I burnt a batch of cookies. Oh, tell them about that. You want to tell them about uh-huh. that? Okay, so very quickly for all of my mediocre baking fans out there, uh, I have a go-to cookie recipe now. It's, it's delicious. It's my gluten-free... Uh, cookie recipe. It's not healthy. I've said this many times. I've talked about it. It's on the back of the Bob's Red Mill millet flour bag. bag. It's the recipes on Words the back of it. Words are hard. It's, it's a very simple recipe. You can make it, it, it like two minutes with the ingredients together, chills in the fridge, then you bake them for like 15 minutes. Anyway, this is my go-to. I'm like, I've made them probably what? 20 times? 30 times? Are you kidding? 100 50 times? 50 times. Yeah, You've so made those cookies times. 50 times. This is why I don't have the spilt bod. Not that that matters. <laughs> it doesn't just, matter. That's why I don't. Right. Um, I'm. We're getting ready to go see our friends we haven't seen in a while with their their babies. They have a whole gaggle of babies. And I'm I'm getting ready. I'm doing my hair. You know, I'm shaving my head. Trying to look good for our friends. I remembered I set a timer uh-huh. to start the oven because uh-huh. the cookies were in the fridge. So I'm doing my hair, which means I'm shaving my head because I'm bald. And for those of you who can't see me, I am bald. And I get a text from you, but I'm like, I'm, you know, I got like shaving cream all over my hands and my head. And I'm like, I can't respond. Mm-hmm. I was like, it's fine. She'll either turn it off or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, but like, I do want to start it because that'd be efficient. So like, I want to come out. Mm-hmm. Like, I get so. So you come out with the shaver in your hand. You're yeah, because it's a little it like mid, electric shaver. You're yeah. Like mid. I've made these cookies how many times? 300 times. Not enough. We counted. Not enough times. I press the button on the oven to preheat. 
I press start and I head back in. And I head back into the fart studio. And you don't pay and attention. And I'm like, no, I'm like, great. Yeah. I did my job. I turned off the yeah. timer. Jason knows that they're Some ready. Some of you can see where this is going. Some of you have right. predictive uh, abilities. Yes. I come back out. I'm, how good does my hair look? Great. One of the best ever. Ever. So smooth. Yeah. So smooth. Um, I get the cookies out of the fridge. I put them on the two pans, shove them in the oven, set the timer for eight minutes, and then I switch racks because I do both racks at once because I'm a fantastic mediocre baker. About four minutes into the first cook, uh-huh. there's, there's a smell. There's an odor there's that a is small, developing. But things are on fire. Uh, smell. <laughs> well, here's the thing. A couple weeks back, we did homemade pizza night. Yeah. We got some Everyone cheese knows. kernels. Everyone knows. <clears throat> Everyone knows. You get, you get a cheese You get dribble. some cheese drizzle on the bottom dribble. of your oven, and, and you pay smells. for it. And it smells nice and so sometimes. I'm smelling this yeah. interesting odor that's developing from all the way in the front of the house. Yeah. It's not a big house. But Our house is small. It's in the front of the house. Feet, yeah. I smell it, and I'm like... That oven with the oh, cheese. Oh, cheese dribble. Burning. Cheese burning dribble. cheese. I'm sitting at my desk, which is very close to very the close oven, to literally the oven. on the other side of the wall. And I'm like, mm, the that smells fire. like burning. I get up and I can't see into the oven. I had already turned the light. I can't <laughs> see into the oven. I'm like, oh, oh no. no. I look up at the oven temp. I pressed Broil. broil. You broiled the cookies. I broiled the cookies. <laughs> so I, I open it up and we have volcanic rock. Yeah. Uh, six volcanic rocks that I've made on the top shelf. Now the middle shelf, they're great. They're in perfect condition. No yeah. issues whatsoever. Yeah, the but top ones were really the sacrificial. They, they where the broiler. shielded. That's where the broiler is. They, sh- they were the real they heroes protected. of the story. Uh, so I had a full tray of completely burnt cookies except for two had a small crescent moon edge that yeah. I got to eat. And uh, they were just charred to a crisp. Mm. And then this, the lower batch, this is why you you know do two trays, those were salvageable. It took those over to our friends and they enjoyed it them. It was a real uh, moment in the mediocre Baker canon. It really was. It was a defining it, had moment. I, had I started a YouTube channel, it would have been a great video. Oh, the clickbait would have been loved it. fantastic. Like, Almost burned the house down yep. with batch number 316. Yep. You know, like something like something that like would have really gotten them. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's uh, that's that's the preamble that no one really cares about, no. but just a fun yeah, thing in and, our lives. And so right from the preamble right now into the, our second segment of the podcast yeah. for, for the foreseeable a, future. Which is not a preamble. It's not a preamble. Caroline learned last week. That's correct. Yeah. If you haven't re-downloaded that episode, please re-download there it so you'll you get go. an echo, Apple Podcast just listeners. tuned out, huh? It's our wow segment, which wow. is way around the world. Wow. Wow. Thank you uh, so much to Katie, who sent through, uh, no, it wasn't Katie. It but was. But thank you, Katie, for uh, all thank you, Katie, that you for do. listening, uh, obviously. Oh, no, who, who sent it through? Now I'm forgetting. Uh, it was Wendy who sent it through Lisa Stanfield <laughs> song. Yeah. A, and then you played it for me, and I was like, that's the song? Yeah. The- I'll, I'll put it, yeah, I'll be putting it in the background the late, of this. I don't normally ever edit these podcasts. Okay, but put it anything, in the background. But you'll be able to hear it jam I want every, I need everyone to know, the way that Jason has been saying this song, that, no, 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 look at me, no. I, <sighs> no. The way that Jason has been saying this song for many, many moons is, let me, let me replay it for you. It's like, way around the world and I, yeah, yeah. And I'm picturing yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, yeah, like, like, um, People of the world, spice up your life. Like, it's very much that energy, okay? And so Jason sends me, thank you for Wendy, sends me this, what is it, Lisa Stanfield? Lisa Stanfield, Okay, this 90s song that's like, it's very much more chill jazz, like, been around the world and I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I can't find my baby. That's where it goes. (laughs) And I'm like, okay. Do you want to try for the voice real quick? (laughs) 
I'm like, I'll this turn is my a chair. Totally different tone of song. Yes, and when I've told, what have I told you every time I've sung it? What have I told you? What? There is like a P Diddy version of that song, and do we, or like have we verified he that? sampled it in another and song. And have we verified that? Yeah, I can verify. I will find it for you, and I will play it. Oh gosh. <laughs> Hello, podcast listener. This is Jason coming to you from the editing studio, which is why this sounds different. I found it. It is indeed a Puff Daddy, not P. Diddy song. It's back when he's Puff Daddy with Mace and Notorious B.I.G. The song is, in fact, called Been Around the World. And here is the part that I have been saying in my head just to close the loop on this. Anyway, thanks for everybody uh, who listens and sends through with the corrections of the things. So we're going to have a version that's like, wham around the world. Yeah. (laughs) So I I asked Caroline if I had budget approval to go onto Fiverr and find a singer-songwriter. To re-record our version. Send Lisa's original song to. (laughs) Tell them we're traveling around the world and we, for way over-the-top reasons of spending $50 on Fiverr, would like you to record a version where you sing Wame around the world yeah. with some lyrics. And what did I say? Approved. And you said that budget is approved. That budget is approved. <laughs> that That's is worth the Christmas it. present to us in our household. So you all listening will You'll, look forward to that. You listeners will either hear that and it got done or you won't hear it and I couldn't find anybody. So that's. Do they call it in radio when you have like a little, do they call it a sting? Yeah. Yeah, it's a sting. That's what I'm picturing. Like yeah. a little sting that we can do before the segment. Yeah, absolutely. I've feel very weird saying it even though i know it's the right word what if we just just ask sting (laughs) to do like a sting listen we got 50 bucks bro next up on the show wow update that's your sting impression isn't doesn't he have a british accent he definitely has an accent but i don't think he talks like that oh give me your best sting (laughs) go ahead I love that I can ask Caroline to do these impersonations or impressions no, because I did it in my if head. it was in front of people, you would never do it. I but know. just the two of no. us on these mics. It's not real the two quick, of us. Just I, real quick. Look at me. No. There are 19 people listening to this. No. 19. Three of them dropped off after I told now Apple that how to. I, I'm picturing myself doing it and it sounds just like your impression. But go ahead. Let's hear the difference. No, I'm not going to record your, your song. <laughs> For you for $50. You I'm going to go have tantric sex with my wife. <laughs> Remember when Sting was like big into tantric sex sure. in like the 90s, late yeah. 90s? He like there's went on Oprah no and he was like, we have sex for like there's eight, no shame. eight hours. He can do that if he wants. No, no, no. There's no shame at yeah. all in that. All right. Let's get into the wow update. Just remember update. like what a weird brand Gosh, to like hitch your wagon to. We, okay. don't have a, we don't have a ton of updates this week, but we will start to have a lot more as we get going here. Okay. Wait, oh yeah, so way more on the world. Okay, so you wanted everyone to know that you're really big into listing on eBay right now? Well, I'm I'm sorry, I'm, I can't can't say that I'm real big because I only have five items on eBay, but I wanted well, everyone let's to have know some that confidence like, in yourself. I've gotten excited. Okay. Like it, you got to get over the, the hump thing. of starting to sell things when you're right. selling things. I'm over the hump. So Good. Saturdays are going to be my eBay days, I've Love decided. That for you. So last Saturday, I listed five pairs of shoes. Also, how many pairs of shoes would you thought that I owned? If you just had to guess. Seven. I own 15 pairs of shoes. No, you don't. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Where were they? Where are they? Exactly. That's what I no, thought. No, I'm, I'm asking. Where well, are they? Well, four of them are, have been out because those are the ones I wanted to put up for sale. Okay. And then I have... Oh, it's in the floor. Yeah. And then I have uh, like, I think seven or... It doesn't matter. 
I have a bunch that are stacked up where my shoes sit up on the top shelf. And then I have like two or three that are hidden in the back that I don't wear anymore, haven't worn. It's like my Iceland boots and right, like right, other right. things. It's so anyway, just amazing how you accumulate stuff. It is stuff. so amazing. And, and even for us, like we've definitely considered ourselves minimalists. And I have 15 pairs of shoes and I thought I had four, mm-hmm. you know, and it's because I only wear four. Anyway, uh, the eBay thing. I have used eBay for so many years. Like my screen name is my Dragon Ball Z screen name that I use for AOL Instant Messenger. That's Love my that eBay user handle. That's how long I've been using eBay. Do you know I used to buy and sell cell phones from of course I do. Korea and China? And I would literally order them because you couldn't get them here, but you could put the little card, you could switch out the cards yeah. in the back. Yeah. And I used to do that in college. Oh, of course I knew that about you. Uh, so anyway, I got some pretty good positive entrepreneur. reviews. Entrepreneur. That's your like, if you were like that a, is. If you were, like, a big about it. entrepreneur bro and you went on podcast yeah. and you were like. But here's the difference. It's like the Gary Vee baseball like, cards I sold thing. like 13. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah. But so that, you, but it's an, but it's evidence of your entrepreneurial true. spirit. Anyway, so I, I'm, I feel, and eBay has made it so much easier these days to sell stuff. Like if anybody's at all like oh i could never sell things on ebay you have to do so much you really don't find the item that's yours same item there's a sell one like this button you click that it pulls in everything for you really? just add your own photos it's so easy also sorry huge... is this sponsored by ebay like what like also, you're really hu- selling it huge tip for all my ebay lovers out there <laughs> uh just take good photos like they mm, yeah. go so far like i'll go and look like a pair of the nike shoes that i have again we're gonna get to all these things just you're here with us what do you care just be just, here just look. or what? fast forward if you don't want to listen Jeez, come on um, the photos that you find, 90% of, of people's auctions are awful. It's like Terrible. they turned the lights off and took photos. <laughs> it's the worst. Yeah. So I just, I'm just saying that cause like I tend to never have anything that doesn't sell. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes because just it's taking photos. good photos. Absolutely. So every Saturday is going to be eBay days. Uh, I got five shoes up last weekend and I don't like to overwhelm myself either. Like I'm not going to list like 30 things. Don't do that. So I'm going to list my, the rest of my shoes this Saturday. And then I think I'm actually on Instagram going to post uh, my old laptop. So that'll be like my Saturday selling things. Mm-hmm. So that's like my wow thing mm-hmm. as we start to chip away at our household items, like the 1,700 things in our house to get rid of. Yep. I started super small, which was just like my art desk was starting to get lots of stuff on it. And I was like, I can do something really small here. I'm just going to clear off my desk. And so it was like, okay, put like identify a box of things to donate, put those in there. Uh, clear off all the papers. Throw away a bunch of stuff. Like throw, I threw away a bunch of like old crusty paintbrushes and things like that that just weren't Probably salvageable. Some, like, snack, snack papers too. Just a lot of snack there papers. There's not any snack papers, <laughs> first of all. Yeah. Like a wrapper. You think I just have like yeah, wrappers? Yeah, but also like a napkin. You know, that's like a snack paper. I think you know I don't use a lot of napkins <laughs> and it's evident. <laughs> okay, so that was my small thing which felt really good and also I went through my jewelry yeah. and my necklaces and I decided which ones to donate and which ones to to take on the road. Be honest, just because we're in the honesty oh, tree sure. here. Do you feel like you had more or less necklaces than you thought before going through them? This exact amount that okay. I thought. Yeah, I knew. And that's because over the years I'm I've... not saying I'm not saying you have too many. I just oh, was curious. I'm not like, receiving it as that. Yeah, like my shoe thing. Like I thought I had way less shoes. No, I knew exactly. I okay. mean, because I use all those things on the back of our organizer, so I know how many I have. But I that felt good to go through those. And so it's just like the little things at yeah. this point. Granted, up until we're recording this, we our um, focus had been a lot on work stuff. Yeah. And so now I think is really we're Gonna sort of start to be the transition point yeah. where we're really um, we've prepared our way members for what we're going to do for our coaching session in December, which is going to be a little bit less time intensive than what we normally do. Yeah. And they're, they've all been very understanding yeah. as we, they're shift. also looking forward to it. I too. know as yeah. we shift our focus to, um, 
you know, all the stuff that we have with moving. Speaking of that, speaking of them being really excited, we can tell the idea Ooh, yeah. that we had. So we had a, ve- a hot pole Ooh. On, inside um, Wame. Yes. Which was... Wame, our Slack channel is what we're talking our about. Our Slack channel. We said, okay, do you all want to know our destinations before we go? Yeah. In terms of where we're traveling next year, at least what the plan is, or do you want to be surprised? Because yeah. I personally thought it'd be you fun. You like a surprise. To, I wanted to know. Yeah, I thought it would be fun to, as we move about, um, you know, various locations, be like, "All right, guys, everyone, we're moving to this place next yep. week." And then Jason is a uh, cannot handle delayed gratification. I want all the presents to be open. Early. And so we kind of did a poll and said, "What do you all want?" Yeah. And it was pretty close that you you won. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, it was like forty-five to thirty-one. Okay, but that's still a good amount of people who it's like said thirty percent more people voted for. <laughs> fine, fine. My and, option. But I wanted to tell everyone yeah. on the podcast what did we end up with? Oh yeah, so we we kind of came to uh, a middle ground between the two, which we thought would be fun. So we're going to use Teachery, which is our online course platform that we own. If you don't know about it, um, and you can use Teachery for so many different fun things. We just like to think of it as like a container for information. So we're going to use it to create our destinations. Uh, dashboard basically for everyone and alphabetically list all the places we're going. So we are going to reveal the yeah. places that we've selected. But not in the order. Not, we're not going to tell them yeah. in the order that we'll be visiting them. So it's a little bit of column A and column B. Yeah. And we're also really excited to use that because within Teachery, within Lessons, you can turn on discuss comments. Right. And so we want to get our Wayne members uh, advice and feedback. Like if they live in this country right uh then you can like please tell us like where the best coffee shops where the hikes we need to do you know whatever like what places should we avoid that just like look cool but they're actually not that cool right um so yeah that's going to be really fun we're we're going to put that together here in the next couple weeks uh and our way members will get to check that out we're not going to make that public because honestly it would just be too much information right and and it's kind of a cool thing to do way only oh our other travel thing i wanted to share before we move on yes because it's very important as a as a digital nomad that we're going to become that we talk about this. Right. We have a VPN now. Wow, everybody, yeah. we have a VPN now, which means yeah. and it's not sponsored, which yeah. missed opportunity on our part. We should have reached out. I know. We really should have. Uh, yeah, We're laughing because we, if you are someone who consumes any YouTube content whatsoever, yeah. you have been seen a sponsored video. All of them. Well, it's usually the travel content, yeah. right? So if you watch Van Lifers I watched one this or, morning and or it was like, travel vloggers. Get this, blah, blah, blah. So uh, I think Don't eventually... Don't tell them what VPN Okay. I think actually related to, to this in general, though, we are going to put together like a our travel kit uh, I'm putting that in quotes page like right now we have a tools page yeah I'd like to do like a travel either section or whatever that's like the kind of must-haves for that and our VPN will list there because I do have an affiliate program and I wouldn't mind being like hey here's the one we chose because we did some research you did some research Great. and we chose the one that was the fastest that had a good UI for uh, Mac use on uh, the laptop and on our phones. Great. You even turned it on for a whole day. <laughs> At I home. I just great. wanted to see how it felt. <laughs> All right. That's the preamble. That's the wow update. Let's get into the actual episode content here. Yes. So it does parlay nicely into this topic. And this has been a topic of conversation recently that I decided, hey, I don't think we've ever done a full episode about this. We've talked about it a little bit on our Instagram. We've talked about it definitely with our Waymers, but it comes up again and again also inside of Wayne with people because, you know, you check in with people on Mondays and say um, they usually tell you what I've been working on. And and I feel like there's this guilt that happens mm-hmm. when some people are like, oh, I wasn't able to get to my to do's last yeah. week because of X, Y and Z. Yeah. And it was like, 
you know, because I got sick or because my kids got sick yeah. or because I am really emotionally drained or because I had a migraine. And, yeah. and there's this guilt of, you know, not being able to produce at the level that you always expect yourself to. And we talk about it all the time and it's like, well, you're not, you're a human being. Of course yeah. you're not going to be able to just produce at the same level all the time. And so we decided to have an entire podcast episode, not where we have any sort of tips or tricks yeah. really, but just my hope with this episode is that if you're someone who deals with this type of guilt of not being more productive, that this can be a place for you to listen to our experiences and to feel less alone in that guilt and to maybe together we can figure out ways to alleviate some of that guilt by recognizing that we're human beings first and foremost and that we were not designed to be able to work from sun up to sundown the same every day, day, day in and day out. Yeah, well, and I think we've all seen and we've all read like some of these different articles and stories where it's like, when the industrial revolution happened and the like, you know, Henry Ford created like the nine to five workday in the assembly line and it like really changed like how we worked as people. Mm -hmm. And it kind of created this like structure and amount of time. And then as we moved into like the digital revolution, everything has happened so fast. Mm -hmm. Like the curve has been so fast in the past 20 to 30 years. And now with the social media revolution, which has really been like the past 10 years, it's it's like you see that curve and it's just going sky high so quickly. Mm -hmm. And I, I think what everyone is collectively feeling is for those of us, especially who are in our like 30s and, you know, getting into 40s, we had a way of working in our 20s that felt sustainable. Like you didn't feel like you were working 16 hour days, even if you were working on your own business. But now it's like with social media and all the things you can do and all the things you quote unquote should be doing you feel like you never stop working ever. And I think that that's how we've kind of been conditioned over time. And we're not, like you said, we're not built for this. Like we're not built as human beings. We're not machines. We can work on an assembly line for eight hours. And like, it took enough time for us to get good at that. I'm sure the adjustment to that was very difficult when that started. But now we're at this place where it's just like, you're getting thrown into all this stuff. And every single day, if you tune into any messaging whatsoever, it's about, doing more, getting more mm -hmm. things done, accomplishing your goals, striving, thriving, like all these messages as opposed to like, how about just like being? Mm -hmm. How about getting enough things done so that you don't feel bad? And even if you don't get anything done, that's also okay. Yeah, I think it's interesting what you were saying about because I have watched some of those videos as well talking about the industrial revolution and where do we get the 40-hour work week and where all these things. But it's no it's, – it's very telling – that our idea of and our metrics for productivity, nine to five, et cetera, come from a, a place that is rooted in treating us like machines. Yeah. So it's like with the Industrial Revolution, it's like this whole um, idea of the assembly line. And it's like, oh, can we put humans into an assembly line? Can we treat them like parts that we can just line up together and then they can just repeat the same tasks over and over and over again? Yeah. And but the difference is like we're not machines yeah. we're very complex human beings and i coming from my perspective so i think that is an interesting part about it is kind of like what you're saying about now the expectations are even so much wilder right because of social media and all these layers on top of it but where i come at this conversation is i'm a highly sensitive person mm -hmm. if you don't know what that is um, you know, it's, it's not like a clinical diagnosis, but 
you know, it's researchers have found that some people are just like very susceptible to being affected by different stimuli. And so I take in everything extremely deeply. It depletes my energy to be around, you know, like anything. It could be loud music. It could be just visuals. It could be anything. It takes me time to recover from a lot of stimuli. And on top of that, having an anxiety disorder, like I can't always operate at the same capacity from one week to the next, much less comparing myself to other people that may not deal with some of those limitations. And in that same breath, I know that my challenges are very different from than someone else's challenges, right? Like if you're um, a single parent, you've got a whole other set of challenges. If you're someone who deals with chronic illness, you're someone who deals with a whole set of other challenges. If you're differently abled, if you are working through depression, if you are supporting someone who is working through mental health crises and then you're, you know, so it's like we all have these very human considerations and they're all different and they all affect our ability to work in a different way. And so I find it so interesting when I see a lot of the like productivity porn (laughs) messaging that's around like, we all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? And it's like, well, that's true if you're talking about time. Right. But an hour to someone who deals with, um, you know, a migraine is very different to someone who has an hour and they don't. Yeah. So an hour to me, if I deal with chronic migraines, is I'm doubled over in pain and I physically can't do anything. Yeah. So that's not actually the same amount of time. Yeah. Or it's the same amount of time, but the quality of that time is different, right? And so I think that we need to have a conversation about recognizing the beauty and the fact that we're all different and we're all human beings that were built to be different. And it's not reasonable to then hold ourselves to a standard that was never meant to be a standard in the first place. Right. Yeah. And it makes me think back to like when I was a bro entrepreneur back in the late 2000s. And I mean, I, I was, those were dark, dark years. You know, it's like, I very much like led into the same thing. Like we all have 24 hours a day, get up an hour earlier, work on the weekends. Like we all have the same amount of opportunities, blah, blah, blah. It's like, bullshit no we don't and and it's just you don't know what you don't know at the time and i think for anybody in like 2021 times who's still saying those things you're so like disassociated with the world like you don't understand the fact that there are so many people with so many different circumstances that no it's not true at all and i I look back i'm like i cringe at a lot of those messages i probably tweeted like way back in the day and i think to even just now it was two years ago when you had your really rough patch with anxiety Mm -hmm. and just how difficult it was to see you not be able to really do anything at Mm -hmm. all any day and to think of anybody who feels like that but is seeing all this messaging Mm -hmm. like that really does it's got a way on you Mm -hmm. and and yeah the easy answer is like well just unsubscribe from all that stuff it's like yeah but sometimes you can't get away from it Mm -hmm. like sometimes you go on twitter and like a message that you don't even follow you know that person gets put into your feed and now all of a sudden you have this thing and you feel like crap well you definitely can't get away from it when it's so deeply embedded in our culture yeah like it's a very you know i don't know how it is for those of you who are our international listeners and live in other countries besides the united states but here in the united states the culture is so built around individualism so built around capitalism yeah so built around excuse me built around productivity 
and how much can you work how um you know every opportunity is just a direct reflection of your ability to work hard like that's very much the messaging and i and if you're not working hard then you're not going to get results like that's the thing and hopefully we we are now coming to realize i think that is one of the benefits of social media is that we have a window into so many different people's lives especially that don't look like us or don't come from the same background as us and i think a benefit of that is you do start to see what other people struggle with these unseen things these you know the difference in privilege, the difference in hurdles that some people have to face that you don't have to face. And it widens your view to go, oh, like there are actually systemic forces at play. There are actually differences between people that, you know, your, your, where you end up in life isn't solely, you know, a product of your just your hard work yeah absolutely i think that's an interesting revelation to be having as a culture and i hope that it continues to be a conversation that we have but you can still see it it's it's going to take a long time for the culture to change yeah yeah and i think that's why so much of even just in the past three years for us with wandering aimfully like we have tried to shift our messaging to this is what has worked for us yeah and this is who we are, and these are the things that we do or don't deal with. And here's and we, where we're coming from, And we right? even have more work to do on that. But I think we really want to put that front and center because I think that's the difference in anything nowadays, especially if you're selling information. Like, that's what the right. place that we exist in is, yes, you can sell that information, but people need to know what you have working against you to do that. And if they don't have those same sets of abilities and circumstances and what have you and opportunities then it probably won't work for them. Right. And, and so I think the thing for us that we're really starting to come around to and try and put forward in our messaging is here is a roadmap. It is not the roadmap. It is not a perfect roadmap. It is just a roadmap of what we've done and how we look at online business. This is just this example. And it has worked for us. Here's who we are. Here's, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. We know it can work for you, but also no guaranteed time. No guaranteed money associated with that. It's just a thing that if you follow these steps, you will have some results. And we can't even quantify those results, but it's going to remove a lot of the headaches of trying to figure out the thousand things you have to do. Mm -hmm. And at least you have something to go off of. Yeah. And I think what we try to do is remind people kind of here's like the bones of, you know. Bones or no bones? Bones or no bones. Here are the bones of a business strategy. But something we really try to do is at every turn, we kind of say, okay, now here's how you should adapt it for your own circumstances. So it's like, you know, if you have more limited time, then you need to project it out longer of how long it'll take to get results, like things like that. And the reason we want to share that is too, if you're someone who's listening and you just feel like every person that you go to for advice on business or advice on life ends up making you feel worse about yourself, that's not helpful. That doesn't get you anywhere. That gets you more, you know, in your own head. That gets you more critical of yourself. And I just don't think that that type of like tough love is a good source of motivation. I don't think it is. And I think the other example that I'm starting to really just take notice of a lot is the, you know, uh, 
how do I describe this? The well-abled entrepreneur who mm -hmm. doesn't have a lot of circumstances against them, mm -hmm. constantly in sales mode, constantly selling. And then someone who doesn't have all those same abilities, seeing that person, and that person's not even saying anything. They're not, there's no guilt that they're putting out into the world, but just through their actions, they're just showing that they're always doing this thing. And now someone else is watching going, well, should I be doing all that mm -hmm. stuff? And it's like, no, absolutely not. You need to do what's right for you and for your circumstances, which is why one of the things that we always start with in all of our stuff, it's just like, you have to define your mm number. Mm -hmm. You have to define your enough mm -hmm. number. And this is based on your specific life and circumstance. So you might be on these email lists because I know I'm on some of them too. That person is trying to grow a seven-figure business and hire 20 people and they want to create a quote-unquote empire and they want to make a quote-unquote dent in the universe and like blah, 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 blah. But for you and for us, we don't care about those things. Mm -hmm. We just want to have a really nice, well-balanced life. Mm -hmm. We want to create things that provide people value. We want to do things fun and interesting and, and that are unboring and that we enjoy. And I think if you are someone listening to this and you're at a place where you're feeling stuck, it might be time to really step back and go, okay, I'm not a machine. Mm -hmm. I'm also not like these other people that I'm currently subscribed to. What can I do? Like, mm -hmm. what's realistic for me? And also, what do I need in my life? And what can't I do? Yeah. There, like, I think it can actually be tremendously empowering to finally let go of whatever expectation you're putting on yourself that you that is not actually good for you. So this actually just made me think of, we did our coaching session yesterday and someone in the chat said, oh yeah, yeah. like someone was talking about uh, a conversation that was in in Slack and they said, oh yeah, um, I didn't see that because Slack gives me anxiety, so I don't go in there. Mm. And I was like, good for that person. Yeah. I was like, good for them for recognizing that even though we talk about like community as a part of WAME, it's like, that's not something you have to do. That's something you can do. Yeah. But if you're a person that gets anxious by being in those spaces and having unread messages and things like that, know yourself and then, you know, find other ways just like being in the coaching session yeah. to connect. And I thought it was tremendously, you know, self-aware, but also really beautiful for that person to give themselves permission to not be in a space that makes them anxious. Yeah. And I feel the same way about sometimes, for example, Instagram. So... We, I love Instagram when we are prioritizing it, yeah. but it's simply not um, feasible for us to prioritize it all the time. Yeah. We're just two people. We don't have, you know, assistants or social media managers or anything like We're that. We're also just not that interested in constantly being on Instagram. Exactly. Yeah. So I, we go through spurts where it makes more sense. Yeah. I think of it much like an artist who is releasing an album or something. They, they spend time creating the thing and then they kind of go on a press tour and they go on like a promotional tour. Yeah. And we accept that that is how that works. And so, but why can we not give ourselves permission to not be on Instagram all the time yeah. and instead just ramp it up when we, you know, are more public facing and more want to kind of convene with our people. And so, you know, it's really given me permission to go, okay, I actually though know now that I have these, I'll say it limitations as a, you know, the person that I am. And so that's okay. Like, yeah. I'm not someone who wants to be on Instagram all the time. Yeah. And so I think going back to your point, deciding what you what you can do what you want to do but also what you can't do and not in like a negative limiting place but in more of a, an accepting place of yeah. just saying like you know i accept that this is not something that i can add to my plate because that acceptance also is freeing 
Very. Like it's very liberating when you decide, you know what, like right now in my life, I, I don't want to be on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And you like delete the app off your phone and you can tell yourself, I don't have to check this thing. I don't have to log in, see a whole bunch of people posting beautifully crafted stories and posts and reels and now compare the things that I'm not doing or the little things that I'm doing to them and then feel crappy mm -hmm. as opposed to just going like, no, like Instagram isn't, isn't for me right now. I'm not in a season of, of doing that. And, and I see this a lot with these waymers that I check in with on Mondays and it really gives me a good pulse of just kind of like what people are, you know, working through what kind of season people are in. And as we talked about when we started the actual part of this conversation on all the preamble and wow stuff, <laughs> uh, is just that there's this constant thing of, you know, the way this little system works is just someone sends me three things every Monday that they uh, are going to work on this week and then reflect on the three things I did the previous week. And a lot of time, and I try and set this up, you know, in the very beginning we start like, Hey, if you don't get anything done, this is not about getting things done. It, it's called momentum Mondays because any amount of momentum is good. If it's not, if there's no momentum, that's also okay. Yeah. And it's just, there's no, like you have to do these things. And I, I catch so many folks, even who've been doing it for years now, I've been doing this for two years with people and they'll still go, oh, I didn't get anything done. Like I feel so bad about last week. And I'll be like, remember like what we talked about? And I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, I know. Like I just, I feel like I got to be getting things done. And if I'm not getting things done, it's like, yeah, right. just you got to check in with yourself. Even if you've been thinking this way for a while, it's a constant reiteration of this messaging that if we're not doing, we're not good people. Yeah. And that's just such garbage. It's not true. Yeah, we need to like, cause I even struggle with it too. I'm just thinking about how, you know, I had this big goal of getting our coaching session done like a week prior yeah. and I wasn't able to. And, you know, there was a moment where I was really guilty for that. Like I was still sort of like up until the last day. Well, you were guilty. Were you feeling guilty? <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> and said, I, was I was really guilty of that. And you were, <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. like if we're just the by jury, letter of the law. The jury, yeah. jury in my head, yeah. could, you know, was They like voted guilty. unanimously, yeah. Um, how, how many of us feel like we do have a jury in our head though? Yeah. Um, but... I was sitting there and I was like, okay, Caroline, let's think about, okay, we didn't do these things that, that we wanted to do, but what, but why, you know, what, what were the circumstances that led to that? And for me, a lot of it was, you know, I'm, I'm going through this intensive therapy journey right now to deal with some, you know, tr trauma Yeah. and anyone who has been to therapy to heal trauma knows it is all consuming. Yeah. It is a roller coaster. So, you know, I will leave a therapy session feeling on top of the world. And then the next day I will be trapped in my head for an entire day, yeah. like with my poor brain trying to process like just how to reprogram -pro all these these things. That is that is work. That is the most important kind of work, I dare to say, because I'm setting myself up for hopefully a lifetime of being free of these, you know, traumas that have been holding me back in the past yeah and so who am i to tell myself oh i didn't get anything done last week yeah. or oh i didn't you know wasn't able to do this like work thing it's like well i was doing something yeah it was i was showing up for myself and you know going through therapy and that's beautiful too and and i mean that to say i don't mean to say like oh well now you have to do something if it's not work yeah if you rested all week and that's what you needed. That's beautiful too. Well, that's what I was just gonna say. I think the like the therapy and the mental health and you know any circumstances that you're dealing with and allowing time and space for that is so important. And I think on the other side of it, just as important is I'll get someone who checks in. They're like, oh, you know, last week like 
my kid just had to stay home from school and I just spent all week with them. And I'm like, Great. that's a good thing. Like, yeah. I know it felt like you didn't get work done, but you were with your family. And what is work for, if not to spend time with your family? Right. And, and I th- I really see this often. And I, I know this is something that we dealt with for a long time as well. This idea of work-life balance feels like a finish line. Mm -hmm. And we've all heard this in some capacity. It feels like a a destination that you arrive at and all of the sudden you will have work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And we're here to tell you that that is not the case. You have to build work-life balance when you're making no money, when you're barely making, and and that's not to say you just like take all the time off and, and whatever, but it's to realize like, oh, if this week I need to spend time with my kid and I can't work on my side business right now, that's okay because that's why I'm creating a side business so mm-hmm. I could spend more time with my family. Yeah, I think about it. I mean, when you think about actually balancing, I'm always picturing someone who almost has like plates. It's constant. And it's constant. Yeah. Exactly. Like you're never finding that per, I mean, sometimes like, right. but, but for the most part, when you think of balance, it's, that's because it's an ongoing effort to when, here's the thing you're, maybe sometimes if you're a, a scale or you're a person trying to balance plates, you find a balance point. But not when someone's constantly adding more things to each plate, right? You're, exactly. It's, you're always going to have something that is getting attention over here. And so you got to shift over here. And so it's just, yeah, it's a constant, constant pursuit. And I think the more that we can accept that about ourselves and also realize where these messages are coming from, where these standards of holding ourselves to are coming from, it's 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 coming from a society that has no interest in you being a well-adjusted person. Yeah. It, it's coming from a society that wants to extract productivity from you at all costs so that it can make the people at the very top richer. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah, like, totally. that's what it is. And I think there's something really important here, especially in the online business work for yourself space that so many people who are in this space don't want to say to people who are on their email list and their Instagram, you know, following whatever. Being an entrepreneur is not right for many people mm-hmm. and getting a job and a thing that you can just turn off at the end of the day and check out from for a lot of jobs. That's a good option for a lot of people. Like a lot of people are not meant for the grind of trying to figure out an online business and all the unknowns of it. Mm-hmm. And we, we kind of like put it up on this pedestal. Like it's this great thing that you do for yourself. And I think for people who have some disabilities or have some circumstances that make it a lot harder. It's actually, it's not a pedestal. If anything, it is a detriment to put that on yourself to have all this extra stress. And it's, it's going back to the thing you said of like, what are the things I can't do? Like maybe starting your own business is not the right thing and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, I also want to offer up in that same breath. Well, I already had the breath. I have breath as well. Okay. But it was my, you can't offer it in the same because my breath is the wild. Our breath is the same because we're married. (laughs) We share the breath. And I vow to, to share, share my breath, breath with, with you. you. <laughs> um, I hear what you're saying in that, but I think it's also interesting. Like, I think what you're doing there is you're trying to give people permission to say, if if you've been going at the business thing for a while and it's actually not working for you because there are lots of un- unknowns and things like that, maybe it is a better solution to have a place where you can go and then, you know, do yeah, tasks check and out. then yeah. check out and yeah. then come home and check out. But I also want to say maybe maybe if you're if you feel like you're in that camp is it that also entrepreneurship has been painted like even you said it right you're like the unknowns and the grind of it and blah 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 is it because the way that we have painted entrepreneurship is that it's a certain brand of something and the brand of that is you have to have like 
this revenue number that, you know, you have to build something from scratch and you have to make a bunch of money and you have to hire a team and like, and I just want to offer as well, like you could just make enough money, like a couple, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. I just, I think the reality of building a business for yourself is that there are so many decisions that you have to make as a person. There are so many stressors that come your way that you have to deal with. And you know, what would actually make all of that easier is if everyone just understood it can take three to five years for a business to become profitable. And and that's even in like a a meager amount of profit based on like what you compare to like all the people who talk about making six figs and all that. Um, I think that's the the big reality check for Mm -hmm. most people is to see actually the steps to create an online business have never been easier. Mm -hmm. It has absolutely never. I mean, things like Shopify make it incredible to be able to start a business. However, Anyone can start a business. So you are now competing in a sea of people that are all having the same amount of tools that you have and knowledge that you have. It's going to take longer for you to find your own kind of like crevice that you can, you know, carve out. That's a weird thing. But like your own path that you can carve where your thing stands out above other people's. Mm -hmm. And what we don't do as people who start businesses is go, yeah, this is a three-year plan for me to get to profitability. And I, I have the ability to do that because I have a part-time job or I have savings or, you know, my uh, partner works and like they can provide for the family. And so I can do this on the side for us. Like it, it's never set up that way. It's set up as someone told me I can make six figs in a year in six months. That's my plan. And now, now you put yourself behind the eight ball as a machine that like you're grinding your gears every day to get to this point. Right. That is where I think is the interesting tie-in is we don't give ourselves enough time because we don't account for the human element. Right. And people who are selling you things definitely don't account no. for that because they want to want you to believe that yeah. anyone in four weeks can do X, Y, and Z. And I understand where that comes from in wanting to promise people results or wanting to be clear about the result you're trying to get for people. But I think the irony is just like, how can you promise that when we're all human beings with different yeah, like, also, uh, circumstances. Hey, hey, person, did you see COVID coming? Like, what happens right, in that scenario? You right. know, and, and it, that goes back just this is not trying to toot our own horn. It's just like lessons that we're learning that we're applying is we really want to change the messaging of Wayne to make sure that there are no fixed timelines that you feel like you would ever have to do anything into like, oh, if I didn't do it in this time, I didn't do it well enough or I didn't right. do it right. That's not at all the thing. It's just here are the lessons we've learned apply them to whatever pace you can apply them to. And I have so many conversations with Waymers about setting their own pace. And I think that because no one really talks about that in like a sustainable manner, they talk about it in as fast as can be done manner. Mm -hmm. We don't really have a lot of examples of someone that's like, because also it doesn't get glorified. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, it took me three years to have a $24,000 a year business. Yeah. (laughs) No one wants to talk about those things. And because it's not the sexy headline, it's Mm -hmm. not the attractive thing. But yet for a lot of people... That actually would be in a, a phenomenal side business or full-time business. Well, that's what I want, listener. That's what I want from this conversation is I want people listening to this to start thinking that's sexy. Yeah. That's freaking sexy. Having a business where I can literally say to myself, you know what? I had 10 things to do today, but I'm not going to do them because I feel like absolute shit from my therapy appointment yesterday. In a good way because therapy's great. In a great way. Yeah. No, like I feel like shit, but it was great. Yeah. Anyway, 
the fact that I can move things off my to-do list in order to be a human being, that is sexy. Yeah. I don't want the Forbes article written about me. I don't want to be on your podcast about how I did it. It was an overnight success. Like I just want to live my life in a way where I can <clears throat> experience the fullness of what it means to be a human being. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think it is a really good thing to aspire to, to cultivate businesses along the way that allow us to do that. And if there's anything that I want people to take away from this conversation, I want them to stop feeling guilty and feel empowered that they have made these choices and that to feel empowered about their own pace, to feel, you know what I mean? And I think, I think part of the way to do that is just comes from setting the intention. So if you never say, like, oh, I'm choosing this pace. You always feel like you're trying to catch up to a pace that someone else set for you. Yeah. But if you say to yourself, no, I'm giving myself three years to do X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Just the very fact that you got to choose that pace can sometimes make you feel more confident in it because you're like, fine, if people don't, if people think I'm going too slow or if people think I'm yeah. not getting there fast enough, but I know that I'm doing this intentionally. Yeah. And then I think for all of our client biz owners, um, you have the intentions and then you also have boundaries. And I think those are as, as important, if not more important, when right. someone else dictates your income on a weekly, monthly basis, that you, they need to have very clear things of like, hey, I only work 20 hours a week. And honestly, I may not even work 20 hours a week because I have two kids and one of them has a mental disability. And like, you know, there are just things that I have. And and if a client doesn't want to work with you because of those things, then that's on them. But people need to have boundaries so that they can live their lives and have you know their time be accommodated properly and not feel like, I have to have five clients every month. They all get 40 hours a week. And like, that's just a recipe for disaster. Mm-hmm. And we see it all the time. And we've lived in that space too, where it's just when clients don't have boundaries, they will absorb all of your time. And right. then it will make you feel like there's no balance. You're not making enough money because you're constantly trying to get more clients and all those things. And it's because those intentions weren't set early on and because people aren't helping you set realistic intentions just for you and boundaries. Yeah. And I think just on a practical level, like what you're saying, the earlier you can communicate with your people, whether it's on your website, whether it's through email, whether it's to your community, when you can communicate to them who you are and why you're making the decisions that you're making, the better. So I, I'm always, I marvel at our waymers who, you know, we'll go, we do like a little recorded video every Monday of what we're doing behind the scenes in our business. And I'll, that's where I share with people what I'm actually going through so that when they, for example, the other um, week where we had to send out the workbook a day later and nobody was mad right. because they, no one canceled, no one canceled <laughs> yeah. because they know the, some of the hurdles that I have to go through in order to, you know, just get our work out there. Um, and and then they also know that I do try my best to show up for them and be consistent for them. But there's this dialogue that's happening where it's human to human. Yeah. So it's like, let's not all here pretend that we're machines. And so every time I'm honest about where I fall short of being a machine, it also gives them permission to not have to be a machine as well. Yeah. And the the beautiful thing here is, and we've all been guilty of this, which is when you hide from a problem as opposed to acknowledging and right. sharing it, it worsens it. Right. And as difficult as it is for us, we, you know, we had 24 coaching sessions in a row, 24 months in a row where the workbook was done ahead of time. People had it. And the 25th one was the one that it just couldn't happen by being honest and not just hiding and just being like, Oh, we'll just send it like a day after and no one will notice. Cause probably people like it wouldn't have been a big deal. 
But in, in acknowledging it, we showed everybody, hey, we're human, just like you. Right. And like things come up and people go, oh, that's OK. Like it's no big deal. Right. But if you hide it, then people are like, well, why didn't it get done? And, and then there's just kind of this like air and mystery. And I think this happens a lot um, in the entrepreneurial space, in the client service space and just in people's lives when you are hiding things that they feel vulnerable or they feel like something that, and I'm not talking about big things. Like there are obviously some things like I'm just talking about like little things like not getting a workbook done that you said you would get done. By sharing those things, it really shows people like, oh, okay, yeah, I can empathize with that. Like that, I totally get it. No big deal. Right. Um, and, and, you know, we've always talked about this with like freelancers that we hire and things like that. I am so not a, a like you have to hit this deadline person if I at least hear from you of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing for me is when someone just ghosts and mm-hmm. they don't do anything. I will give you six months leeway on a project. <laughs> I just need to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like I just, cause I just want to know. Mm-hmm. And I don't need to know the details. Just like, hey, I'm going through something real tough. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna need three months. I totally understand. Like mm-hmm. we have been in that boat. We know what that's like. Please take all the time you need. Thank you so much for letting me know. Mm-hmm. But I just think that's part of it too, is the like the hiding and, the, and that's additional guilt. I think that people tend to deal with. Yeah, I just think I I really hope that this just by having this conversation, we can continue to have this conversation and maybe over time the culture will shift a little bit to where we all just acknowledge the very real fact that we are human beings that are extremely complex, that we're all dealing with different things at any given moment, that holding ourselves to a standard that is uh, 100% consistent with no um, room for breaks, room or for time breaks, off. or yeah. room for curveballs, or room for all the very human things that we deal with, and just to be more compassionate with each other and with ourselves. That's what I want. Yeah, great. That's a great way to wrap up. Do you have any other notes? No, you wrote down notes. Do we hit all the things? We hit them. We just went through it. Yeah. All right. Let's get into movies. Hope you enjoyed the the real good stuff there in that episode. This something we've been chatting about for a while. So happy I to record really it. hope that you can't hear my stomach growling. On I don't think so. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, let's get into movies. So what did we watch? Did we finish off the Scream franchise? We sure did. Yeah. Uh, so we watched Scream 4. We watched Scream 4. And then, do you remember what we watched? No. It's loading. I don't remember either. What oh, man. Forgettable oh, movie. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. That's what we watched. Okay, it's Why loading. Why was it forgettable? It's just because we watched so many movies. It was not forgettable. No, it was fantastic. Okay, let's start so, with Shang-Chi. Okay. Uh, Shang-Chi, 10 out of 10. I'm going right for the Rotten Potato oh, wow. score. This movie, even though I couldn't remember it because we've watched so many movies, I forget them. We were watching this movie and we both said this. We were just like, how does Marvel do it? Like, just They, they have magic. They have a magic formula. Marvel's one of the things where I want to be – I want to shit on it because yeah. it's like they've taken over the movie industry. Yeah. They totally have a formula and I want to be mad at that formula because it's a formula. But then they just show up and, the, and I have to respect it. I have yeah. to be like – you all know what makes an entertaining and good superhero movie. Yeah. It's got the right amount of some type of story with heart and with thought and with insight. It's, it's got the right amount of humor, although this could have this could a little bit it more, but it's it, 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 yeah. Aquafina really brought the humor. Know, yeah. It's got, you know, the, the action that yep. they managed to capture and make it new and interesting is just like out of this world. The yeah. set sets and the designs and everything. Yeah. It's just really Yeah, it was amazing. great. I, I was really, really uh, not surprised because I figured it was going to be good. But I was, 
I just really loved it. Like, I just thought it was a great story. Um, the main character, I really enjoyed the storyline. I really enjoyed Aquafina's character was fantastic. Um, also, as someone who watched a lot, I watch a lot of like action fight kung fu movies, martial yeah. arts movies. Um, they did a really good job honoring some like good, uh, you know, fighting in capturing it on film because a lot of times in, in Marvel movies we've seen this in the early ones they get real close up you know right. and like, and you're like, any what's happening? like this is not a born identity moment here this right. is like I'm zoomed out and I can actually see what's going on because these actors are that good the choreography is that great my potatoes don't want to load oh they just I, I went off the wi-fi it just doesn't well uh, I gave it a 10 do you I think I gave it a nine I think you gave it a nine because yeah. you just want to leave room no it was because you asked me you said why is this not a 10 and I said something like dune is a 10 for me. Like, I think I'm just the type of person that I like action, but if I have to choose between like story and action, I'm going to choose story. And so I had to give it to Dune. I have to give it to Dune. Well, yeah, Dune's a lot more, Dune's a lot more boring. Yeah. Right. For sure. So you just want like a more boring movie. Right. I have to, you either want a dad thriller, you either want an action packed dad thriller, or you want Dune. Right. And then if Shang-Chi comes along and it's just amazing, it has to sit in the middle. Um, One of my favorite takeaways, I actually saw this on uh, VFX artists react on YouTube. They talked about the scene in Shang-Chi where, this is no spoiler, there's just a fight scene on some scaffolding on the side of the building. The entire scaffolding scene, except when you get a close-up on the faces of the actors, is CG, is computer-generated. All of it. The buildings, the scaffolding, the people, the fighting, it is all CG, and that is how good CG has gotten. Mm. And I told you when we were watching it, did we pause? And I was like... No, it was after. It was after. It was like... Could you like guess what Would was never have. that? Yeah, and and that's how good it's gotten. And I remember them showing like the breakdown of it, and, and you can watch it. You can easily find it on YouTube. Uh, it's just such a cool scene to watch and know like, wow, that's all CG. That's incredible. Right. And that's how far we've come. Right. So it was very entertaining. Yeah. I very much enjoyed it. I, yeah, we obviously we can't speak to like the um, cultural, you know, the honoring of cultural and the representation aspects of it like I would I wouldn't be able to speak to that of whether yeah. you know because I think those communities are the ones who are empowered to be able to say this was a, a good step forward right. for our representation however you know just from the outside looking in was very glad to see yeah just a fully diverse cast a f- Asian cast like yeah, just it was a wonderful movie. Yeah, it was. I think it was well done, and um, definitely recommend a watch if you have Disney Plus. It's on there. It's ready for you. You can grab it. Is it on? It's it's yeah, just on going forward. Yeah. Oh, because remember we thought it was like one day only. Oh no, because no, no, the one day only was the day before. That was when we were with our friends, and we watched it the day after. But do you do you hear what you're saying? Because one day only is the day before. It doesn't make any sense. When we said it was one day only. Oh, so we paid for it. No. Oh. When you said it was one day only, that was Friday. Because our, our friends but, were like, But listen yeah. to what I'm saying. One day only, it's free? Yeah. Was on Friday? Right. Okay. We watched it Saturday night. Okay, but look, You're why, saying you're the 24-hour span went to Saturday night? No, that's not okay. what I'm saying at all. Listen to, well, listen to what you're saying. I'm saying the one day only was Friday. I know that, babe. Okay. Listen to the words you're saying. Yes. One day only, it's free. Yes. On Friday. Yes. But we watched it Saturday. Yes, and it was free. But now it's free going forward. Yes. Then what was the one day only part you, of it? You had that. I didn't have that. I never said that. That was never a part of my <laughs> well, lexicon. Tell me that at the very beginning rather than <laughs> telling me what the one... You said it in your words. You said the one day only was Friday. 
when you were bringing it up, I was answering I know, but your. That's, I know, but that's the point where you got. Can we no, let, no, 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 no. No, I'm going no. to the jury. No, don't go, go to the jury. That's the point where you need to go. Hey, this one day only thing. I that's don't know not what that is. Thing. Yeah, I didn't. That, okay, because then you we, made that up. <laughs> this is you're just like you're just making things up. Like you're making your own batch of cookies in the kitchen. Like I'm coming in there and you're just baking. Like what's going on here? I'm so confused. I'm dying. Let laughing. the record show. Okay, you, I just am dying laughing at you being like. It, but also, if we're just being honest here, like, I'm not the one who's wrong in this, just so we're... <laughs> oh, God, marriage. Oh, here but, it is. But, okay, on display. now that you know that yes. I was under the impression that we were talking about a one-day one day only, <laughs> you telling me that it's now free moving forward is confusing. Great. That's con- do, you, do you concur? I want uh, four and a half minutes of my life back. Thank you. <laughs> I would edit this out if I cared that much, but I, I know that there no, are some I think listeners it's important. who are happy to like go I on think, that journey because they're like, I have these exact same situations. I think it's important. Uh, okay, second movie was finishing off the Scream franchise of the movies that have been created so far with wow. Scream 4. We've, it has been an adventure the past month. It has been an adventure. Okay, so Scream 4 is interesting. I Again, my things won't come up, so we're just going to have to remember it. Scream 4 was quite a bit after Scream 3, was it not? Because Scream was. 4 was like 2011 maybe? Scream 4 was 2011. So they maybe like sort of came back around. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, the most important thing about Scream 4 for you to know is in Scream no 1, Courtney Cox and David oh, Arquette. Oh, you love this backstory. Just met when they, they were they filming met. it. They just met. Yeah. They didn't know each other. They were strangers. Right, right. Scream 2, couple. Well, I think it was like one year later. Dating. Dating. Wow. David Arquette, Courtney Cox, dating. I don't even love celebrity gossip. This is just fun. I know. Scream 3, I think like four or five years later, married. Mm -hmm. They are married, filming this movie. Marriage is happening. They're also married in the movie. No spoilers. Wait. Scream 4. No, this is true. Scream 4, they are now divorced and they are in the movie together, acting as though they're still together. Acting as though they're married. Yeah. 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 Just what a fun canon. Just to like just, have that as a as a through I don't think line. That's right. You use the word canon. No but... canon. Like it's a you oh, shoots a cannonball. Okay. You know, just like straight through. That's... <laughs> uh, but it, it really like if you if you're a Scream movie fan, like you just know that that's your genre and that's where you exist. Scream Four is just right in your wheelhouse. It's right. Yeah, they don't ever. They don't stray. Yeah, they don't stray. I don't feel like I'm ever disappointed by them. I yeah. just feel like I know what I'm getting and I got it, yeah. you know? It's, and this one, they really gave you lots of people in the mix. So this were, this felt like Scream, the new generation, you it know? Because it, it was like, Sydney's a little older and she's like, come back to town. Yeah. And then we have all this cast of younger characters. We did. The which, Hayden Penetiers of the world and the Emma. Yeah. What's when her, Emma you just Rose? said that. Is that her name? Oh, it's um, she's Ro- Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. When you just said Hayden Panettiere, I was like Hayden Christensen in my head. Oh, and I was that's like, different. He was in he's in Jumper. Movie. Yeah, he was in Jumper. Um, and it was again. You all know if you've been listening to the past episodes, you know my favorite part about the Scream movies is guessing who the killer. That's the killer. Nope. nope that's nope, the killer. Nope. nope that's, that's the killer. killer. Wait, there could be three killers this time. Yeah. It's these three people. And then I think we we were half right. half right again. We were half right. So. Yeah. We got we got. Half right, which, you know, it's all a small spoiler there, Oh, I guess, gosh, but. it's just the best. All right, so you don't know what we gave in our potatoes? I believe it was a seven. I believe these live, like, right in the seven mm-hmm. rotten potatoes uh, scale. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you're not going to be disappointed, but... I also love that these movies make fun of themselves. They really do. So I love the, like, movie-within-movie movie stab the stab yes. series conceit because then yeah. they always have a vehicle to comment on their themselves yeah. and i just love that yeah um so we enjoyed going on that ride i mean we really started it around uh 
Halloween, and now we are just like fully into like Thanksgiving. Time, we really so. are. We're gonna get into Christmas movies here soon, I know. which so, is pretty exciting. We, we did our Christmas draft last year. We have to revisit that. I remember being very upset with your picks. Upset with my picks. Yeah, well, I didn't that, like it. That tracks for you. Um, speaking of picks and a little bit of a preview, next week's episode. If you listen in this far, you actually care. Um, next week's episode, we're going to do a little fun shakeup. It's not going to be on a topic. We're going to do some questions, some random questions. We have this little game that we've had for a long time, which has these great icebreaker questions. Mm-hmm. So we're going to bring, you know, I think like 10 or 15 of those to the podcast. And just looking at a lighthearted episode for our U.S. friends, it's Thanksgiving next week. For our international friends, it's a Thursday. It'll be fine. <laughs> um, but just an episode with like, you can ask these questions with your spouse or a friend or something. And uh, hopefully our answers will also be enjoyable just to listen to us ask these weird questions. Yeah, we're excited about it. Um, I'm really upset, though. I- I've been listening to one of my favorite podcasts is the Dave Channel. Chang Show. I yes. love this podcast. If you need another podcast in your life, I highly recommend the Dave Chang Show. If you love food and just some culture stuff, it's just great. Um, but they do a lot of drafts these days. Mm. And like, oh, I love a good draft. You do. And I know you don't really care, but it's just like they did a candy draft and did a pie draft. And I'm like, oh, oh we can these do a are draft. such great things. What do you want to draft? I don't know. Maybe we'll do like Thanksgiving dishes next week or something like that. And like you can pick, you know, build your... I don't your... feel like we have a lot of overlap. Well, we'll find out. That's the point of a draft. Okay, so we'll do the questions and then we'll do a Thanksgiving dish draft. A little food draft. And maybe it's just like an autumn food, you know? It doesn't have to be Thanksgiving. It doesn't have to be so U.S.-centric. Jeez, Carol, we're trying to travel the world here. Wow, let's expand our horizons. Wow. Way around the world. This is what living with me is like. It just keeps going in a spiral. Lord. All right, you want You're to say goodbye? Exhausting in the best way. I love you so much. Give them the goodbye. Sorry, we had the big blowout fight. Tell them about our VPN that they can sign up for. Go ahead. All right, we are VPN. Really? Okay. Sometimes what? I don't love it. <laughs> I don't love it either. Yeah. It's not my best work. <laughs> it really is. Okay. It's some of your worst. You, if I'm v- 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 listen, being honest. My brain was like, end of the episode, let's shut it down. And you were like, how about some improv? And then I was like, no. <laughs> Can we be honest though? You're always like, no, with improv. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Gosh, my entire life is just be ready for improv. And it's just exhausting. <laughs> well, be ready. All right. V- 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 VPN. Go check it out. Bye.